0: Hi and welcome to the Internet Marketing Show that gives you amongst other things simple, proven and practical steps to build your very own successful online business. Here's your host, the Village Marketer himself, Peter Beckenham. Hello and welcome back. This is Peter Beckenham, the Village Marketer, and in today's session we're looking at the principles of effective communication so please make sure you've got handy the document principles of effective communication because it'll help you with the exercises I'm asking you to have a go at at the end of this session this is a really foundational session because it's going to affect everything you do especially on social media from creating posts to creating an authority article that we'll look at in our next session the optimizing of your profile to all your messaging and to all the content you may wish to create so the skills in this lesson are going to be useful throughout everything and that's why i consider it a foundational piece for the sales funnel that i'm helping you to build okay so as the process i'm sharing with you is attract pre-sell and then close With the right communication tactics and techniques, it's going to allow us to attract our dream clients, then pre-sell them with our messaging, and then ultimately close them really easily. Even though I hate the word close, we're going to help them, okay, to make a buying decision that's in their best interest, based on the way that we communicate with them. We want to dial in our messaging so that our dream clients are attracted to us. And with that messaging, we're able to pre-sell them and, by the way, pre-qualify them so that their final buying decision is quite easy. So at the risk of repeating myself, to make sure you see the importance of this session, the communication strategies that I'm going to be talking about here are going to be of critical importance as we develop your authority building article, your profile on social media, your messaging style and approach and ultimately any content you create. You should utilize these principles whenever you're communicating with your target market. All right. Now, before we get into the seven principles, I want you to make three lists below. All right. We're going to call these lists the amazing list, the terrible list and the even if list. Now I appreciate in the previous session I asked you to come up with lists as well that related to the hell and the heaven of your ideal clients. But what I want you to do is go a step further, a step deeper with these ideal clients. I'm pushing you a little bit more to make sure you really can stand in their shoes. You see, these lists are also going to become very important assets, just like the heaven and hell statements. And you can reference these when you're going through All parts of your social media okay these lists are going to enable you to create even more compelling messages that will help you truly connect with and resonate with the very prospects that you want to be associated with and hopefully turn into clients all right so the first thing I want you to do is to create an amazing list I want you to set aside some time maybe five minutes right and then write down a list of all the positive outcomes that someone will get from working with you and I want you to include all the little things as well as the big things I mean for example if the big outcome was getting a 50% increase in sales revenues or the big outcome they'll get is they're going to have a consistent client lead generation machine, for example, that's going to get them 20 client sales appointments every month, they're big outcomes, right? But there's all sorts of smaller outcomes as well along the way. Things like you're going to have the best social media profile out there. You're going to have better communication skills when it comes to talking about what you do. And you're going to understand the powers of persuasion and leadership. So what I want you to do is create an amazing list of all the big outcomes and the small outcomes, all the benefits, in other words, and the smaller benefits, big and small, that people will get when they work with you. So, OK, set aside five minutes and just put that list together. And trust me, when I tell you this, this is going to be really useful. Please make sure you do that. Even if you don't feel like doing it or you think you don't need to do it because you think it's not worth it or you think you've done the hell in heaven already and this is all you need to do, please believe me, it really is worth doing. Take that extra step. Dive a little bit deeper. That's what I'm asking you to do. So pause the audio and take five minutes to create your amazing list. Okay, so now you've created your amazing list, now we need the terrible list, right? To do this, once again, I'm asking you to set aside five minutes and write down a list of all the things that your target market, your ideal client dreads to do when it comes to solving the problem that they have. What are the pain points that stand in the way of them solving their problem? What are the things they need to do, but really don't want to do, and they keep putting it off? For example, my target market, some people don't want to spend, for example, 10 hours a week on some social media platform chasing down their clients. They don't want to do that. It's tedious. They don't want to create spreadsheets and track all the conversations they have on social media or track all the messages they send out to their potential prospects. They don't want to try starting sales conversations with people who are not interested or they don't know. They don't want to do any of that. So these are their pain points, all right? These are This is beyond their terrible list. And once again, as you can see, I've just talked about the pain points that your dream clients have. And those are the messages that you will use in your marketing. So this list, when you do it, this terrible list, along with the heaven and the hell, And the amazing list will become very valuable for you as you put together your different messaging and marketing so once again pause this audio set aside five minutes and write down a list of all the things that your target market dreads to do when it comes to solving their problem okay now the third list is the even if list this is all about the insecurities that your ideal client, your target market has about why they can't solve their problem. For example, I don't have enough time, or I'm not very familiar with social media, or I'm not a good writer of content, or I don't like using the telephone. I mean, the key is to identify what all these insecurities are in your target audience so that then you can address them and quash those myths with them. These three lists are then going to become, as I said before, extremely valuable resource that you can look at whenever you need it. And it becomes a list of benefits and pain points that your offer can fix for them. All right. They will become an asset and you can use them over and over and over again when you're putting together your sales funnel and implementing your messaging and your content. So once again. Pause the audio again for a few minutes and put together a list called the even if list that includes the insecurities that your ideal client has about why they can't solve their problem. Okay, now you've got your three lists done, right? So the next part of this session is about the seven essentials of communication. These seven rules I want you to be very aware of and I want you to follow them and use them as you're communicating, as you're messaging, and as you're posting everything you do on social media. So rule number one of the essential rules of communication is that you should structure all your messaging around the hell and the heaven aspects you did before and making sure you look at the terrible and the amazing and the even if aspects as well to go as deep as possible. Be careful, but I don't want you to fall into the ego trap of talking about how amazing you are, right? It should always be about them, about your clients. Your clients don't care about how amazing you think you are. They really only care about solving their problems and them getting the outcomes that they want. Alright? So please, please don't self-promote. Don't say I've got 5 years of experience or 15 years of experience and I have all these credentials and things hanging on the wall. Please don't do that. That's not of importance or of interest to your ideal clients. If you want your marketing to be compelling and you want to convert your prospects into clients, then your messaging needs to be centered around the hell, the heaven, the amazing, the terrible, the even ifs of them. And that is why we made all those lists, okay? Because by using that, you're going to demonstrate and prove to them how much you truly understand and appreciate where the situation is right now. And once again, if you can do that, then they're going to really listen to you and think, wow, this person not only understands and appreciates me, but if that's the case, maybe they've got the solution I'm looking for. That's why it's so important that we go as deep as we can in getting to understand our ideal clients, all right? rule number two is to make their decisions as easy to make as possible and this is very much related to the first rule but focus on the simplicity of the outcome not on the complexity of the process you may have to take them through keep it simple right when you're able to tap into the pain points the future pays up to heaven that they're going to achieve their desired destination with you but you can and you can do that and leave out all the process steps you take them through then the decision to work with you becomes a no-brainer. If you start introducing all the process steps you're going to take them through, you may put them off. You may think, oh, this is too difficult. This is too complicated. So please, please, please keep it simple. And here's the key. Make your clients see the problem and feel the pain for what it really is. And then you don't need to sell them on the solution because the solution becomes absolutely obvious. In other words, if you can show your dream clients that they're bleeding, for example, you don't need to sell them on how important it is to get them to a hospital because they already know it and they already want to go there, right? So if you can hold up a mirror to them and show them that they have a real problem and make them see the problem for what it is, make them feel the problem, what it is, then you really don't need to sell them on the solution because the solution becomes obvious even to them. And the very fact that you are pointing out their problem is going to put you in a perfect position to be the person who gives a solution. For example, if someone breaks their leg on the street and an ambulance shows up, the ambulance officer doesn't need to convince the person with a broken leg that they should use the ambulance because they already know, right? They're feeling the pain. They want to get into the ambulance as fast as possible. They want to get solving the problem they've got now, which is their broken leg. So make your clients feel the same way. Feel the pain. And the way you do that is just by tapping into the heaven and the hell and the terrible and the amazing and the even if list that you put together. That really brings the pain out and also shows them how good it can be once they work with you and you can solve that pain. And by doing this, it makes their decision to work with you so much easier. Okay. Rule number three is that always demonstrate your power. Don't just speak about the problem. Share your story. Share that you understand and appreciate that you've been there and done that. And show them beyond a reasonable doubt that you have a solution to that problem. You see, you need to prove that you can help them. And a great way to do that is to state the problem and then agitate the problem by showing them what it is costing them to continue to have that problem and not get it fixed. That will agitate it. Then you give them part of the solution for free. In other words, you show them what they need to do, but you don't show them how to do it. All right. Then you invite them to speak with you for the rest of the solution. Use this simple strategy for every piece of communication you make in person, in social media, in your email, etc. Always demonstrate your power using this formula because it's also demonstrating your authority and your posture and your valuable presence. And you prove it to them, okay? You know, if I go into a doctor's office, for example, because my wrist is really hurting. I don't believe the doctor can help me simply based on the degree that's hanging on the, on his wall, right? But if the doctor were to take my wrist in his hand and feel it and examine it and then say to me, for example, you know, I bet when you wake up in the morning, it's really sore just here. And he touches a part of my wrist and I probably almost jump out of the chair. I'm probably going to say, oh, yes, you're right. What the doctor is doing is proving to me that they know where I'm at right now and what the problem is. Okay. So the degrees got on the wall's got nothing to do with it. If the doctor's actions prove to me that they have the power to help me, great. That's what I'm looking for. And for you, a great way to demonstrate your power in your messaging and your communication is to state the problem that your ideal oh, client's got and then agitate the problem, just like the doctor touching my wrist, okay? Showing them what it's costing them to continue to have that problem. I mean, a good example would be for me to go to the doctor type thing again. The doctor would state the problem and say, you know, clearly you have a chronic wrist pain. And I bet you it's really bad in the morning, etc, etc, right? Then he touches it, asks me whether it's painful. And of course, he's agitating it. Then the doctor says, look, if you don't fix this, to be honest with you, in 10 years from now, you're not going to be able to use your wrist at all. Now, I'm just making that up as an example, right? Stating the problem, agitating the problem, then showing them what it's costing them to continue to have the problem and not get it fixed. And that's what you do with your potential client. You do that and then you give them part of the solution for free. You give them the what situation is and take them through the process, but you don't give them the how. You never want to give the whole solution away for free because no one's going to pay you to work with you, obviously, right? But if you state the problem, agitate it, then show them what it's going to cost them if they don't fix it, their power. As I said before, you show them what they need to do, but you don't show them how. And you say, if you want to learn how I invite you to take my course, or if you want to learn how I invite you to book a 15-minute discovery call with me, and we'll talk it through, right? Whatever it is for you, that's how you do it. So this is how you demonstrate your power. It's a simple strategy, but very, very powerful that you can use for every piece of communication, whether you're talking one on one with someone or you're posting on social media or even if you're sending out emails. It doesn't matter. It's always going to demonstrate your power and your authority and your posture. Okay. Now, rule number four of communications is always be consistent and engaging. You know, when you're communicating, you can't just do it once or twice. You need to stay top of mind with your potential client. Always engage with commentators on your posts, as that is what will get people interested in you and be more willing to follow you and listen to you and maybe even take on your recommended actions. But be careful. Don't create posts in order to become just a content marketer only. Your posts have a specific purpose as part of attracting people, then pre-selling people, and then closing them and helping them make a buying decision, all right? You're not just wanting to be a content marketer for the sake of being a content marketer. You have a specific strategy, attracting, pre-selling, and then closing. Consistency and engagement is what's going to bring people through your sales funnel and to get them on a Skype call or get them on a Zoom call with you. And that's how you can start adding paying customers to your business. Make sense? Rule number five is always teach with case studies. Now, if you don't have case studies, that's fine. But you will get them over time. You will. And when you do get case studies, make sure you use them. Make sure you lean on them, right? Because it agitates and brings the problem to life. But there's a right way and there's a wrong way to use case study. I mean, you don't want to just blatantly be self-promotional for the sake of being self-promotional. You want to use your case studies very strategically. And the way you do that is when you state the problem and then you agitate the problem with your ideal client, then you can really reinforce it with a lesson of a case study. I mean, if somebody's had a similar hell situation or terrible circumstance, just like the ideal client you're talking with, they've had that, but in using your services, but whatever it is you're selling, they've made huge changes and got some amazing results from it, then use that. This is how to effectively use case studies, not as a testimonial, but as a real outcome your potential client can look at. Make sense? Rule number six, have high standards and always, always qualify. Whatever it is you do, you are the complete expert in your field. You're an authority and you must make it very clear who you want and more importantly, who you don't want because you don't deal with everybody. Whenever you use a call to action, for example, make sure you are being very clear about who it's for and who it's not for. I mean, you don't want to waste time with tire kickers or freebie seekers. And by doing this, it shows you that you are an authority. It shows that you mean business and that it's going to further attract the right people to you, when you go out of your way to show that you don't want to waste time with the wrong people. You're building your authority and you're attracting the right people, the best kind of people to you. If your call to action is to get on a discovery call with them, then you want your dream prospects, your dream clients to talk with you, but you sure don't want to waste time talking to people who've got no intention of ever becoming a paying customer, right? This is why it's essential to have some sort of authority building piece of content that all your potential clients will go through, because this also acts as a filter. It repels the wrong people and it will attract the right people. And we will look at that in the next session. What I want you to do is to keep your target niche net really, really narrow, as this shows people you have very high standards, and that further builds your authority and also increases your attraction to those right people. Rule number seven is congruence. Everything about what you do needs to line up with the results that you deliver. It just means you need to be the person that you say you are stay in integrity right don't preach one thing and then do something else because if you do that it will kill your credibility for example if i was teaching how to increase sales using conversational and permission based strategies but i didn't do that myself then that wouldn't be congruent okay my credibility would be well and truly on the line but if you watch any of my videos you'll see that i'm doing everything that i teach i build my business based on the principles that i teach So I'm acting in congruence with what I preach, all right? And that's what I'm asking you to do as well. Because if you do that, it's very, very powerful. But if you don't do that, as I said before, your credibility will be very much destroyed. Okay, so when you get this right, when you implement these seven principles of communication, then what you are really doing is you're leveraging the principles of power and persuasion as outlined in the well-known book, Influence, by Robert Cialdini. Cialdini is the most well-known expert in this field of influence and persuasion, and he outlined six principles of persuasion, and I want to finish this session by taking you through those six. It's pretty quick, but it's also very important. And they all line up with the seven principles of communication that you've already gone through with me now, right? The first principle is reciprocity. When you give someone something, they want to give back to you in some way. I mean, for example, the other day I was in our nearest town and a woman came up to me. and She said, oh, hello, sir. I saw you from the other side of the street and I'd really like to give you this sticker. And I thought, hmm, OK. So she handed me a sticker and it showed a beautiful Thai countryside scene. Now, I wasn't sure what was going on, but the sticker was very nice. But she took me off guard with the sticker. Because then, after I had the sticker in my hand, she then complimented me and she asked, would you be able to give me a donation for my family? I mean, it was genius when you think about it, because she tapped into this idea of reciprocity. She had just given me something, so I felt compelled to give her what she was asking for. Now, this is really important, and that is why we do it the way we do it. We tap into this idea of reciprocity, alright? The second of Cialdini's principles of persuasion is liking. When you follow these rules, people are going to like you, and that's really important, social proof. The third principle of persuasion is social proof. And when you can show you know what you're doing with a prospect, when you can show you understand what your dream clients are going through, and you have case studies, right, to prove it, then you have social proof. The fourth principle of persuasion is authority. You'll have the real authority when you understand your clients. And the greater you understand what they're going through, the more attracted they're going to be to you as an authority figure. Because as I said before to you, they will perceive you as someone who maybe can help solve their problem. The fifth principle of Cialdini's Persuasion is consistency. Being consistent not only keeps you top of mind with your potential clients, but it also constantly reminds them that you are there for them with integrity. And this again builds your authority. And of course, your persuasion. Finally, the sixth principle is scarcity and urgency. When you deliver what you do with scarcity and urgency, people truly want it. When you take something away from people, it makes them want it even more. For example, if you say to people, you can book a free call with me, but only if you're serious, and only if you're the kind of person who is truly committed to your success, okay, that is being scarce to everybody you're not talking to everybody By not being available to everybody by making people jump through a hurdle in order to talk with you builds your credibility even more makes your authority even more attractive and gets people wanting to speak with you I mean if you're prepared to talk with everyone then people will have little or no respect for you all your time or the value and the ideas that you share so I'm asking you be selective niche down and understand that the value you have is scarce. This will make people want it. They need to come to you and ask for it, right? Just don't offer it to everybody. All right, now to sum it all up, when you vividly describe the problem that someone is having, it creates authority. When you share answers, they provide reciprocity. Sharing case studies gives you social proof, and qualifying your prospect creates scarcity. And when you live in congruency, it makes people trust and like you even more. So these seven rules of communication and the six principles of persuasion that I just shared with you all add up to some serious impact that you can have with your potential client. I want you to know, understand, appreciate and implement these rules in all your communications and extraordinary things will happen in your business. Communications like this is what it's all about and it will make the difference between success and failure for you. All right, I'll see you in our next session where I'll share with you how to create a unique authority piece of content that you can use both as a client attraction factor as well as how to filter out all the prospects who would otherwise waste your time. See you then. Okay, bye for now. Thanks so much for listening to the Internet Marketing Inner Show with your host, the village marketer himself, Peter Beckenham. For more great content, go online at peterbeckenham.com. We'll catch you next time.